Hey everyone! In today's episode, I talk to Liz Whitaker, the founder and CEO of Paulytics. Now, if you want to learn more about the future of animal sheltering, and let me tell you, it sure is changing, keep listening because Paulytics is a cloud-based software for animal shelters and rescues who want to save more animals and love their database while doing it. This episode was also brought to you by Shameless Pets, an all-natural, nutritionist-crafted, sustainable dog treat brand using surplus ingredients such as sweet potatoes that are too big or too small to have made it to the grocery stores. They're made in the USA, and their mission is to save as much food as possible by incorporating healthy foods into innovative and fun treats. You can use Mela25 at checkout for a 25% discount. So with that, let's get right into today's episode. Hi, I am Daniela from Mella Pet Care, and I'm joined today by Liz Whitaker. She's the founder and CEO of Politics. Hi, Liz. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello. Thank you so much for having me today, too. I'm very excited to be on the Mella Moment podcast and get to talk about politics and our electronic health records and the work we're doing in animal shelters. Of course. I think that's great. So to start off, would you like to introduce yourself and give a little bit of personal background? Yeah, definitely. So like you said, my name is Liz Whitaker. I'm the founder and CEO of Politics. And a little bit about my background is that I've just been working in animal welfare ever since I can remember. When I was four years old and could pick up a book and read, I was picking out all the dog books and reading everything I could about animals. Uh, So much so that I was like writing my own book reports about them because I I, was sad to bring the book back to the library. And so I think that obsession just never got tamped down and it kind of turned into, okay, now that I'm reading about dogs, what can I read about animal shelters and animal welfare? And that just kind of continued to transform. And I'm actually allergic to animals. And so I was always on the more book and administrative side of things. And when that, when I got old enough to start volunteering in the shelter environment, you know, I was doing that, but again, the allergies kept getting in the way. So I kept falling back to more of the administrative work, the coordination work. And through all of that culmination of experience, that's really how politics was born. As I started to notice that having to do the administrative work of a shelter or an animal rescue was not streamlined. It was not efficient. There weren't good ways to do it. And so I decided to create a solution uh, for myself, essentially, a management software that could help small animals rescues and small animal shelters, just like myself when I was doing it back in high school. That is amazing. That's such a great idea. And I know I was doing a bunch of research about politics before this. And I realized, you know, you were giving me these two things, unified health records and animal sheltering. And I looked at it first, I was like, what's the link here? I don't know. And so for listeners who are also equally as confused as me, what exactly are unified health records in the animal sheltering industry? Yeah, totally. So I think you're right in saying that they seem to be these disjointed concepts where we have this concept of electronic health records. And what an electronic health record is, is basically this digital record that includes every medical event that has happened to an animal dating back to when we started capturing information on that pet. Luckily, we live in an age uh, where everything gets digitized in one way or another. And now you've got this other side of things, which is the animal shelters. So politics really actually started as simply management software 
for animal rescues and animal shelters. And so we thought, let's give them a place to store data on pets. And one of the data points that they store, or I guess a mass of data points, is the health records. But aside from the health records, we got behavioral information, we have descriptive information, like their breed, their species, their size, their age, et cetera. And we know all the humans that are interacting with that animal as well, because they needed that storage information. So when we started politics as just management software, we were already collecting this kind of information. We started to realize that there was this mass movement of animals between different organizations. So you might see animals move from a large shelter environment and be sent to a smaller animal rescue so that they have a better chance of adoption through more individualized care. Now, when they make these transfers, we were seeing a lot of paperwork exchange in those, in those moments. And we started realizing, well, why are they having to do this through paper when we could just simply pass that record electronically? So that was kind of the genesis of let's create these traveling health records for the animals between these different organizations. And then we kind of took another step back and thought, well, eventually this animal will get adopted and they're going to go see a vet clinic and they're going to go see, you know, a groomer or a, go to a boarding facility at some point in its life. So why can't we make those health records transferable, not only between shelter to rescue, but between shelter to rescue to vet clinic to groomer to boarding, etc. And so that's really where this link between animal shelters and electronic health records happens. Now, to further compound on that, animal shelters and rescues microchip every single animal that comes out of their organizations, which gives us that unique identifier so we can actually follow them around to all the different stops that they're gonna be making. So shelters provide that microchip number, they vet every single animal, we get this great starting point of information and that kind of lead starting point for creating this trail of where that animal is going to go, what they're doing and what their health and behavioral information is like as well. That is such a fascinating idea. Uh, the more you talk about it, the more I love this. <laughs> this is great. And so how do you feel like the unified records in the animal sheltering industry really impact both um, the pets and you know the people who work in the animal shelter or the vets or the pet parents? What have you noticed actually putting this idea into practice? Yeah, so what is so important and, and, and the main value that animal shelters and animal rescues need from softwares is the ability to maximize the human capital that they have. You know, you know, we work in animal welfare, whether that is vet world or that is animal rescue, it's an environment that has very high turnover for people, right? Because we're not dealing with product on a shelf, we're dealing with live animals that again, need very individualized care, both behaviorally speaking and medically speaking. And so what's important to shelters and rescues is the ability to move quickly, efficiently, and have that minimal training time. And when you are able to compound and aggregate health records into one location, they're not having to do this multiple data entry uh, stages, where if I'm animal shelter A, and I'm sending an animal to animal shelter B, you know, at the moment, they're literally handing off paperwork. So that means Animal Shelter A already had to do the work of entering in the information, then they printed it onto some PDFs, they put it on a bus, they bus that animal over, and now Animal Shelter B grabs it and manually enters that data into their system, right? And so even those number of steps, there's so many different points in which there could be error. You could be uh, wrong in the in the actual uh, packet of PDF that or packet of information that you hand off. 
Uh, we've seen that multiple times where people just get the wrong information on, on an animal. Uh, and then you're seeing different era, uh, areas within the actual data entry where a human is going in and entering it. And there is just room for error in that as well. And so in creating these streamlined way to pass information back and forth, we're able to see that one, they're saving time, two, that time can go back towards the animals, and three, the animals are just gonna get better care because they have that full record with them. And there was no point that somebody said, well, let's just skip entering in that information because we need to move fast, right? And so our goal and what we're seeing is just better outcome, better individualized care for these pets. Now, as we get to expand that beyond animal shelters and animal rescues, we're hoping that we'll see uh, animals that maybe never went through the animal shelter environment getting more individualized care at that uh, at that you know micro level and at a macro level as we can start to pool that information together we're hoping that industry can get really valuable insights into what animals as a whole market are going through whether medically speaking nutritionally behaviorally etc. We interrupt this episode to remind you of Shameless Pets, an all-natural nutritionist-crafted sustainable dog treat brand using surplus ingredients such as sweet potatoes that are too big or too small to have made it to the grocery store. They're made in the USA, and their mission is to save as much food as possible by incorporating healthy foods into innovative and fun treats. You can use Mela25 at checkout for a 25% discount. So with that, let's continue with this episode. Amazing. So clearly, okay, this industry is changing. Uh, we have seen a massive evolution. You know, animal sheltering kind of started as a small building, maybe, or like the animal pound. And it's gotten to the, be this amazing, beautiful system. How do you feel like animal sheltering has, one, evolved over time? And then on the flip side of things, what does the future have in store for animal sheltering? It's a very exciting time in animal sheltering, you know, where I think you're right if you're looking back, you know, 50 years ago, back in the 70s, animal sheltering was nothing more than the pound and what you would think of lady in the tramp style dog catcher pound, right? Where a dog catcher goes around town. It's really a service to keep the community safe and healthy from disease or dangerous animals. And so it really animal shelter started as just this area to clean up the streets of loose animals that were running around. And their purpose back then was not to find this perfect forever home. It was let's clean them up off the streets. And if an owner comes to claim an animal, Animal. Great. And if not, not our problem. Well, now fast forward 50 years and what we're seeing is animal sheltering is really becoming this community effort and shelters are more so becoming this community hub where they went through this phase in, you know, early 2000s through maybe 2015, where the goal was we don't want to be the pound anymore. We're not the scary dog catcher. We're here to help the community because often when we see issues in animal welfare, it actually is pointing to an underlying issue within human welfare. And so animal shelters started to become this area of let's try to get animals uh, that are coming to our facilities out alive. And that kind of became the priority for those 15 years. Well, now we're moving into an era where we're saying, all right, we're doing really well on adoptions and getting animals out alive. You know, we're trying to, to do what this movement is called, uh, it's calling no kill, which means let's save 90% of the animals that are coming in. We want to keep them alive, leaving the facility. And so that has been a very successful movement in keeping animals from dying within the shelter environment unnecessarily. So now that we're seeing success in that movement, there's a new movement coming out called Haas, Human Animal uh, 
services, human animal shelter services, something like that. I know I'm getting it wrong, but the point is that it's moving animal sheltering beyond the confines and the walls of the actual brick and mortar shelter. And it's saying, hey, now that we're doing well, getting them out alive when they come to us, let's take some preventative measures and be out in the community to make sure these animals don't even enter the shelter environment. And so animal shelters are, again, becoming this community hub of let's be resources for the people in need in our community, whether they need pet food so that they can keep their pet, whether they need help with training, whether they need, you know, low cost vet services. So that way they don't have to euthanize or relinquish their animal, because at the end of the day, if that animal does get relinquished to the animal shelter environment, one, that pet, of course, is going to be incredibly terrified. Two, now they actually burden the system. For every animal that's in your environment, you have to dedicate staff time to that pet. And you're also dedicating medical services to that animal as well. And so the concept is let's keep them out of the shelter environment in the homes that really love them and just need a little bit of help so that they can keep that animal. So that's the direction that we're seeing animal sheltering go keep them out of the shelter environment. No animal wants to end up in an animal shelter. And it's just a sad place as well. Um, and so it is becoming more community focused of let's help the people that love their pets. Yeah, I can definitely tell that you're on the forefront of this change. You and politics have already done great things and definitely are going to do even greater things in the future. And so what work do you think needs to be done to improve unified health records and how can politics do that? Yeah, so I think, and, and this is exciting and why I love talking to the Mela team is we love talking about data. And when it comes to creating electronic health records and the ability to aggregate and unify these records on their microchip numbers or some sort of unique identifier, the biggest issue that we're seeing across the board in the industry, and it doesn't matter what vertical of the industry you're in, whether you're in exclusively the vet world or exclusively animal sheltering, or you cross all of those sectors, it really comes down to data transferability where we're seeing, of course, there's tons of technology that's available for vet clinics, boarding facilities, groomers, shelters, rescues, etc. Everybody has access to technology now, but the underlying mechanisms that collect the information and make that information move around and give you different analytics and insights are all very different. And so creating this aggregate system that can give us that 30,000 foot view of the market and the industry and what animals' lives are really like in the U.S. is very difficult. And so at the moment, it seems like the only options are through integrations, but integrations become very difficult because, you know, data point X is going to be different across every single system that we see or might not exist in some systems. And so how do you line up all these different data points that seemingly are related, but are very different across systems? And that's a conversation that the Mela team and I have been working on is how do we make data transferability more streamlined from database to database so that we can make a better world for pets in creating better products for them and better technology for them as well. So we would love more organizations and more data companies to have some sort of standard that we're all working within so that we can have a better world for pets at the end of the day. That's so exciting. I can't wait for that. You probably can't wait for that either. (laughs) This is a great time actually for you to answer our Mela signature question then. So um, what does pet health and wellness mean to you in today's day and age? 
Yeah. So for me, I think pet health and wellness really comes down to the idea of being able to give animals truly the individualized care that they need. I think what's really unique about working within the pet space is that often our, our own customers, whether those are vet clinics or animal shelters, are working with sometimes 20,000 animals a year. Now, because I'm based in Nebraska, I like to use the uh, metaphor of this is very similar to, say, running a cattle operation where you've got, you know, hundreds of acres and you've got 20,000 cattle out there. Well, the advantage that these agriculture operations have is that the cows don't need individualized care, right? They all get the same inoculations. They're all moving around the pasture at the same time. And you're just kind of generally keeping an eye on those cows. Well, the pet space does not get that luxury. Every single animal has very unique needs. They have very unique families and households that they're part of who have different expectations from the uh, pet care providers. And we're also seeing that every animal is going to react differently to certain medications, certain inoculations, as well as certain types of handling just based on what their past life was like, whether that's neglect, abuse, or never having gone through any of that. Um, and so to us, our goal is to be able to provide an avenue that makes giving these pets individualized care incredibly easy, streamlined, and efficient for both the pet care provider and the owner and for that animal to live a very long, happy, and healthy life, even if it has to go to different pet care providers or live in different homes throughout its life. That is an amazing answer. Thank you for that. I love just the wide range of answers that we get from guests. That's why this is one of my favorite questions. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Love to hear it. And so as we're wrapping up this discussion, I love that you have really been with us on this Mela journey and this collaboration is great. I know we all love to talk about the same things and yeah. we all want our pets to live healthier and happier lives. But how can we and the listeners keep up to date with what you're doing at Politics? Yeah, so definitely follow us on Facebook. Our handle is just Politics, as well as LinkedIn. That's another place we like to post things. We do have an Instagram as well. So those are the primary areas to watch what we're up to and where we're giving updates. We do have a newsletter as well. So if you go to our website, Politics, P-A-W-L-Y-T-I-C-S dot com, you can sign up for our newsletter and get updates about what we're up to as well. That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a great chat. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you all for listening and hope you enjoyed this special episode. If you're interested in keeping up to date with what we're doing here at Mela, feel free to sign up for our newsletter at mela.ai backslash newsletter for an exclusive look into our company. Thank you.